What's going on, guys? Welcome on back to Second and Short. My name is Tyler Lauder, joined with my co-host Aaron Ben, and today we are going to be starting our Super Bowl week extravaganza. Uh, we're going to be breaking down multiple things throughout this week, but in today's video, we're going to be breaking down the Kansas City Chiefs and how they got to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I like the energy you're bringing, Tyler, and I gotta say, I'm excited. I'm excited as well. I'm excited to start talking about uh, the Chiefs. Next episode, we're gonna go over like the the, the Bucks and their path to the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm excited to get started. Yeah, it, this is a pretty exciting time. I mean, we're gonna try and do something a little bit different than we did in you know the past, or I guess we really haven't done anything in the past because we haven't talked about the Super Bowl. But during the Super Bowl week, we want to do some big things where we're gonna break down multiple teams. You know, Chiefs, Tampa Bay. We're going to give you guys a top 10 video for the Super Bowl, plus our predictions this week. So lots of things coming from this big market. But let's go ahead and get on started with exactly what happened this past year. The Kansas City Chiefs dominated from top to bottom. They, they finished with a 14-2 record. And as you see on their schedule here, realistically, this could have been a 15-1 record. I've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks. Had they not had the number one seed already locked up, I truly believe that they would have beat the Chargers in week 17. Yeah, I mean, they're playing without Patrick Mahomes. They're playing without, I think, Travis Kelsey wasn't playing. They're arresting pretty much anyone who is uh, important to that roster. So uh, the, for, in my, for me, the week 17 game doesn't really count even. So that's how I see it. I agree with you. No, yeah, and it, it's it's not necessarily that it doesn't really it's not that it doesn't count, but I mean, it's still, it's still to me is just kind of like a, it's like an asterisk. I would rather see this team as 14 to one, but the Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champions, they, they went out and in the off season to kind of get this team going is they placed a franchise tag on Chris Jones, a huge move that needed to be done to keep this defensive line in check. Uh, Chris Jones has been, uh, he's just, he's just awesome on that front line. Talk about Chris Jones and the impact he has had on this Chiefs defense. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Chiefs defense that two years ago was awful and was the reason that they didn't make the Super Bowl against the, when when they lost to the Patriots. And they really shored it up, and Chris Jones was a huge part of that. He's just this big monster who eats up double teams on the defensive line and really just like clears the way for for other like edge rushers to come in and get to the quarterback plugs up running lanes just a really great piece to this defense that's been really like greatly improved since we saw them two years ago uh, another huge part of that is tyron matthew who's been excellent since he's been there uh, frank clark has been great uh, just they brought in a lot of key pieces on defense and that's been a huge part of why they've been so good these last couple of years. Yeah, when when we talk about when we talk about Chris Jones' impact is and this is especially for people that don't don't watch the games and everything, don't see how much of an impact he makes on the run game, but I mean he is literally somebody that can alter an opposing team's offensive line and does it extremely well. But when he has an opportunity to get through that offensive line, I mean he had eight sacks this year for an interior defensive lineman that was good for six. Uh he had he had two forced fumbles. He graded out from his regular season as a 90.3, which is phenomenal. That, that is insane. Most time we see starters that sit around the, about the 70 range, exceptional guys kind of go about 80, and literally the top tier guys go for 90. And for a guy that had to be franchise tagged, 
you're paying him top tier money, it's nice to see that he's a top tier performer as well. And Tyron Matthew, I've been seeing people have been making bold predictions. I, I saw like three bold predictions that he's going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. But huge moves in the offseason. Let's talk about the draft class and how much of an impact it has had on these Chiefs moving forward. The COVID outbreak kind of hampered it a little bit. Uh, Lucas Nyang opted out. He's that tackle that they picked up in the third. Because, I mean, they really needed help on the offensive line. And that became really apparent like throughout the season as players went down with injury. I mean, Kalechi uh, Osemele, who they picked up in the offseason, went down early in the season. Mitchell Schwartz was hurt the whole season before getting put on IR. So that kind of hurt them. What I did like that they did in the draft, besides the Clyde Edwards-Alaire pick, it was in the fourth round, they got this guy named Logarius Sneed. He played safety at Louisiana Tech. Before the season started, they converted him to cornerback to kind of make up for a couple guys they lost. And, and Kendall Fuller, Maurice Claiborne, who, who kind of provided depth at corner. And Logarius Sneed, he's really kind of stepped into his own. Uh, he's been one of the better rookie cornerbacks in the league. He's had two sacks on the year, three interceptions, just seven pass deflections. Just like looked like a really good, like surprising breakout player, and he's gonna be a big part of that defense going forward. And the rest of the rookie class, like I said, not as affected. Uh, but Edwards Alaire has been great filling in for Damian Harris, who's on the COVID list. It's got hurt towards the end of the year and uh the rest of the guys you know depth pieces and you guys that you hope will develop in the coming years yeah and i mean i feel like when you're the kansas city chiefs you're the defending super bowl champions you're drafting at the back end of every round you can get contribution anywhere in your rookie class that's huge and clyde edwards hilaire despite what has happened over the past couple of weeks injury has taken his toll on him that's more of what is, in my opinion, standing out. It's not like his play is declining um, because he was on the trajectory of potentially being, you know, the rookie rushing leader up until they signed Le'Veon Bell and injuries kind of hit him. Not only did Clyde Edwards-Hilaire look well in this season, he's probably going to be an asset in the Super Bowl as well. But yeah, Legereus Sneed, I feel like that is the best pick for them of this draft. Getting somebody in the fourth round that is startable, that is able to make a big impact at all levels in the backfield, all the way down there catching interceptions. On top of that, Pro Football Focus's great amount as a 73.9. As I said, competent starters grade out in the 70s. If you can get a 70 grade in your rookie season, I think that's phenomenal, and it just shows just how good this scouting team is and the trajectory that he is going to take moving forward. Now... Off-season moves, we've seen them there. Let's talk about this schedule that they had. We kind of touched on a little bit, but let's go over a little bit here. Now, the first few weeks, outside of week two, they were kind of beating opponents by 10-plus points every week. Right after loss to Las Vegas, they had some couple matchups there, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, mid-season, week nine, Carolina, they got to travel all the way over there, play the Panthers, and they kind of showed that they're not immortal. Now, they came away with a victory, but from that point on, it was close call for like seven weeks in a row. Yeah, if if you look at like starting from that Panthers game and then they had the bye week after that, then you had weeks eleven through sixteen, all wins, but all by less by one score. So it, you had people kind of starting to doubt them. Uh like the Dolphins game looked really, really suspect, especially in the beginning, uh, with 
with Mahomes throwing a couple picks. And then you had a close game against the Saints, who, I mean, we're not surprised it's a close game. The Saints were a great team. But then you had them kind of slipping up and stumbling against the Falcons. Honestly, they were a young way field missed field goal away from going to the overtime. And they, I mean, the Falcons looked like they could have beat them. Um, then losing to the Chargers, like we said, Week 17, doesn't really say a whole lot to me. Uh, it kind of had people, even though they had the first round bye, it had people kind of doubting the Chiefs. Uh, would you say that? Like, people were kind of not rating them as highly as maybe they had been throughout the season? What I think it did is it's not that it necessarily put them downward or, like, poorly rated, but it's one of those things when you're when you're playing with fire too often, eventually you're going to get burnt. And when you're playing too close to this fire where you're almost losing, you might fall in, you know, and you got to try and do what you can to stay away from smoke Jesus and not, not make him mad that we talk about. And I, I just think that's all it was. We saw close call after close call, like six, seven weeks in a row. And it was like in the playoffs that might not fly. They might be a one and done team. As we've seen in the past from some one seeds, and then taking two weeks off. But then all of a sudden, playoffs showed up. Reality check. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Andy Reid is maybe the best coach in the league. This is the best team in the league. And they took down the Cleveland Browns. Cinderella story. It's over. Glass slipper doesn't fit anymore. Goodbye. Past midnight. Move forward to Buffalo. A team that actually, and I did. I picked Buffalo to win. But a lot of people thought Buffalo was the up-and-coming team. They were going to push through. They got a strong defense. They have a poor run game. That's what hurts them. Also, Pat Mahomes balled out. Yeah, and I mean, people were really high on the Bills because they were the hot team. They had been absolutely demolishing teams throughout the second half of the season. They beat the, the Dolphins, who were a playoff contender, by 30 points. And so... Um, and and the Chiefs have been beating teams by four, five, six points. You see the Chiefs ba- like barely get by the Browns. So people kind of had the Bills as like this. They were looking unstoppable, and their offense really did look unstoppable. Uh, but the Chiefs, like we talked about our post game episode, uh, the Chiefs outcoached them, outplayed them, and they were able to get that big double digit win that that finally they that they had been missing, and and uh, finally it was like not only was it. Uh, the game that got them to the end to the Super Bowl, but it was a real statement game. Like usually, make those statement games during the season where you come out and say, "Hey, this is who we are. This is how we play." That's kind of what they did, just in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and over their past two playoff games, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, because Chad Henney stepped in and he's had he's had eight completions. Um, they have thrown for six hundred and forty-six yards. Remember that number, six forty-six. That's impressive in itself over two games. But then you take in the fact that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey have had a combined 504 of those yards. 504 have come from them, which is good for 78% of their receiving offense. Like, that's crazy. Also, they've recorded for three of the four touchdowns. Like, it just kind of, it just shows how good that Kelsey and Hill are. The fact that they are obviously the go-to factors. The run game is it's been okay over the past two games. I mean, they have 237 yards. But the fact that every play is probably either going to Kels, Kelsey or Hill and teams still can't stop them just shows how dangerous this team is. Last week when I was talking about the Buffalo Bills and their key to victory, it was stopping 
the red zone offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they did not do that. Not at all. Kansas City Chiefs, during the whole regular season, had 36 offensive touchdowns in the red zone. They didn't stop them this past week. Kelsey had a receiving touchdown in the red zone. They were dominant. And that's going to be, we're going to talk about this later on this week, but that's going to be one of the other keys to victory for the Chiefs is just to continue to maintain this dominance and just let your playmakers play. What do we always say? Big players make big plays on big days. And the Chiefs continue to do that from top to bottom. Yeah, and I think it's worth visiting just a second. Uh, the absolute insane season that Travis Kelsey had uh, as a tight end. Don't forget, this is a tight end. Uh, this was his one, two, three, four, fifth season in a row with 1,000 yards. Finished with 1,400 yards, 105 receptions, and 11 touchdowns. He finished second in the league in receiving yards, just behind Stephon Diggs. And there's a legit chance that if he had played in that last game, he may have he may have led the league in receiving yards. I mean, for a big part of the season, he was leading the league in receiving yards, which is incredible to me. He has a serious case to be named Offensive Player of the Year. Been a huge contributor throughout the postseason, like you said. And it's just really a testament to how great of a player he is. Future Hall of Famer, in my opinion, as long as he keeps us up for another few years. And just really, I mean, we, we like to focus on Tyreek Hill and how fast he is. Patrick Mahomes, and he's the best quarterback in the league. To point out Travis Kelsey. Just- no, absolutely. And this Chiefs team has been led and anchored by being a team that, you know, they force a lot of points. And they get a, they, they get a good amount of interceptions. They're decent at sacks. Like, they're not bad at any level. And that's the reason why. This team is moving forward to the Super Bowl for the back-to-back years, three consecutive AFC Championship games. The only downfall in this Kansas City Chiefs team of the 2020 season is Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job. That is the only downfall of this entire team. But then again, that's just a plus for the Chiefs fans because you get to keep your offensive coordinator, which in today's age is so hard to do, as offensive coordinators literally fly through the door as fast as they walk on in. Yeah, and I mean, as a Titans fan, I can testify. I can testify to that. Lost Matt Lafleur after one year. We just lost Arthur Smith to, to a head coaching job after two years. So yeah, it seems like as soon as you're an offensive coordinator who's had one, maybe two seasons of great production, you're out of there. So this is really, this is really just like a Kansas City like circle jerk. Oh man, I was gonna say jerk fest. Like we're literally just gonna be just like. We're just, this team is so good, and it's very exciting to see a team this good in the Super Bowl that, like, the casual fans, people that are not diehards, all you, if you are listening and you're a diehard fan, this is not for you. But everybody else, the fact that they're in the Super Bowl and that we can enjoy it and not hate them is awesome. Because a lot of times these, like, flashy teams get into the Super Bowl and you're like, oh, man, I hate them because of this guy or I don't like that or whatever. But I have nothing wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid is one of the few good dudes in the NFL. And in my opinion, I don't care who wins Super Bowl. I'll be happy either way. Do you agree with all these major markets? I think it's necessary to talk about it, that this is like a must win for Patrick Mahomes to start cementing his legacy. Well, you you know me, but uh, for those of you listening who don't, I don't really consider a like Super Bowl wins or game wins as a whole as like a real quarterback stat. I think there's 
like I think you have to contribute it to the whole the team as a whole, especially coaching staff and everything. Yeah, I don't see this as a must win for Patrick Mahomes. I don't think if he loses, I don't think anyone's gonna think less of him as a player. I do think that for like the vast majority of people to consider him as one of the greatest of all time, and we're talking like ten years down the road, he's going to have to win a couple like one or two more Super Bowls because I just think that's what people like to see. But if he continues the production, even if he doesn't get another Super Bowl win, I think if he continues on this trajectory, I think he's easily going to be one of the best ever. Yeah, I, I just think it's hilarious that, that it's a big topic and constantly being converse, you know, conversation everywhere, left and right. I mean, if you look at the NBA, Robert Horry isn't one of the best basketball players of all time because he sat on the bench for seven different NBA championships. But... That's our, that is going to be it for us here on second and short and our breakdown of the Kansas city chiefs on any, and, and their road to the super bowl. Granted, we could have just said the chiefs are good. That's how they got here. And that would have been the whole video. That's pretty much what we did. We just said they're good. Um, even when they're, even when they're, you know, not playing well, they still win. And that's gotta be scary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So super bowl 55 is coming up this Sunday, Kansas city chiefs, you and your fans, best of luck. Hopefully it's a good game. Anything else for us, Aaron? How about some social media plugs? What do we got? We're on Facebook where you can uh, catch every episode that we post. We update there. Also on Twitter where we have our new best friend, Bennett Medic, who's managing the Twitter, uh, posting pretty much every day with polls and stuff like that, interacting with all of you dummies. And then on Instagram where we try to post at least a few times a week, not just episodes, but news updates, injury reports, uh, fantasy stuff, uh, pick before every uh, football Sunday. And then feel free to hit us up with a DM with Whatever, whatever platform, whatever time of day. And make sure to click that subscribe button down below to stay up to date on everything that is second and short. And as I did say, another reminder, we will be providing multiple videos this week as it is Super Bowl week, and we're going to treat it as such a big spectacle that it is. Thank you guys for listening. Good luck to your Chiefs.